Hello, welcome to Victory Chat with Jackie McKeever. Your victory starts here. My name is Jackie McKeever. And on this podcast, we talk about things that help you take your life and your business back. So that means that we talk about self-development. We talk about um, different topics in business. And we talk about books because I'm a lover of books. Today, I have a special guest for you. Her name is author uh, Susan Renee. And she wrote a book. The book is called Conquering the Undertow, Learning to Breathe Again. Hello, Suzanne. How are you? How are you doing? I am good. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. So Suzanne has agreed to get in our hot seat. We're going to get all (laughs) in her all behind her pen because we're doing a a special series behind the author's pen and we're going to get all into her business and put her in the hot seat and ask her 10 questions you ready yes let's do it yay okay oh first question is why did you decide to write this book absolutely so when the pandemic began like many people i lost my job and i suddenly had time on my hands and a friend enrolled me in taking a, a course and I really, and I said, Oh, what do I really have to say to the world? What am I going to write about? But I decided to take the course anyway, because I trusted her. And as I thought about it, I realized that there's so many things that I've been through in my life that, you know, have completely taken me by surprise, just mm-hmm. as you know, COVID did for many people last year. And I realized that part of the reason I feel like those things happened in my life was so that I could help people one day. And for me just to keep my story inside was kind of being selfish. So I realized it was finally time to tell my story and share what I've learned from these experiences with other people. Cool. So how long did it take for you to write this book? Good question. So it probably took about six months, I would say, for the initial draft writing solidly together. Oh, that's what that's wonderful. That's really fast, um, especially it being your first book, yes. right? Um, so were there any delays in producing the book? Well, you know, it's, it's funny. Um, you know, you mentioned being, you know, my, my first book and I always tell people that honestly, I feel like the book wrote itself. It was one of those, I sat at the computer and it wasn't like, Oh, what am I going to write about today? It just started coming pouring out of my fingertips. And I think that's the magic when you, when you have a story. And that's one thing I really encourage people. I think everybody has a story and all the reasons why they shouldn't be telling that story but once you start to write it out it all starts to come out so the writing for me wasn't really the difficult part it was what do I do after I've written this book now how do I take it from my computer looking like you know a college essay to something that actually really can make a difference to people and I started reaching out to editors because first I had some of my best friends helping me edit but I quickly realized that when it's somebody that close to you that it's a little bit harder for them to really edit unbiasedly as well as um, they might not have the expertise as somebody who really has spent their life really learning how to be an editor. And I went into a Facebook group that I knew and I said, you know, look for editors and somebody had reached out to me and he had, you know, good things on his resume, but we all know anyone can put anything on their resume. No one even really checks that much. And, um, I, I trusted him, but then months and months were going on and he had all these excuses. He's like, oh, because of COVID, I'm not feeling motivated. I left my computer at my mom's house mm. and, you know, and, or he would just disappear out of communication completely. 
And after a while, I re I learned a big lesson from this, which was one, the referrals are the best thing you could do because it's somebody that has already done well for a friend or a family member of yours rather than some random person on the internet. And I paid him everything up front because this is my first book. I think you pay everything up front but then to start the project. And in the future, I definitely would say, okay, I'll give you a deposit, but I'm not paying you everything until I know that this is set because because he was paid he had no sense of urgency and i wanted the book out by last december and he kept giving me delays and delays and delays mm. and um after a while I, I told him i was like you know what if you don't have it to me by this date i'm gonna have to you know you know, press charges or do something because i did pay you and then he sent it to me and it was awful there was so i the first page my mom found a bunch of typos and edit mistakes and you know, I was, you know what, I could either just get frustrated and be like, this is the sign I shouldn't write the book, or I could find another resource. And I reached out to a friend who I loved her book, and she said, this is who I use. They were great. And I reached out to them, and it was like night and day. They were so easy to work with. They were constantly in communication. But they told me that in order to really get a good quality edit, it's not going to take a month. It was going to take three months for them to do their part two months for me to review and put the changes and then send it back to them for a final version another month. So all that took a lot more time that I wanted, but the biggest lesson that I learned from writing this book was patience. You know, I've, I've had jobs, I've had my niece, but nothing has taught me patience, like wanting to get your book out there, but wanting to do it the right way. And I decided to take my time and trust these people to have it be a long period. But that way, when they finally got it back to me, it was something that I was truly proud of the quality. And in the end, you know, when I'm 70 year old, I'm, I'm going to look back on a book that I'm proud of, not one that came out a month before I wanted to. And I think we can all apply that to parts of our lives where we really want that promotion, you know, or, or you know, trying to have kids and we want it now that sometimes it's actually a good learning for it not to happen exactly when you want it to. Wow. So um, who is this book written for? There are two people that I'm really trying to um, connect with. One is people who either were struggling or currently are struggling with something in their life. It doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, specifically mental illness, you know, it could be losing a parent or a really bad breakup or something that kind of stops you in your tracks. And it's hard for you to suddenly, you know, go grocery shopping and go to work and live your normal life when your heart is just, you know, broken, you don't know how to continue on from that moment. And also for the people who want to support those people in your life. I have a lot of friends who, you know, would say, I really want to help my friend that's depressed, but I have no idea what to do. And that's something I think that our society doesn't necessarily teach us. It's starting now to, um, you know, a lot of things that I dealt with in the book was about 10 years ago when, you know, a lot of these mental health, health and illness things weren't really discussed about. So that I think we have made a lot of progress, but we've kind of made it into a self-help kind of conversation of here's what you need to do to help yourself. But in my world, what my concept that I, my dream is to have community help where people really say, I want to learn and I want to empower myself so I can help my friend. So I can help this person in my life that's struggling and I have no idea what to do. And you don't need to be a therapist to know how to really support a friend who's dealing with something. That part right there. That is absolutely true. Um, I'm, I'm kind of telling my age here, but like 20 years ago, um, like the mental, the conversation of mental health has really changed because 20 years ago, um, people didn't really believe uh, that people suffered from mental illness unless it was something like a learning disability or 
if they had like if they had some type of birth defect and stuff they believed in those but they didn't believe in depression they felt like oh you should be able to get past it oh it's just it's just just (laughs) smile through it it's gonna be okay you should just pray about it um have you talked to this minister about it um and and you know be and because it wasn't talked about a lot of people during maybe generation x the baby boomers and i mean it's it's you know it's talked about more on social media and you know you look everywhere they talk briefly about it but it actually takes a team the team yeah. when i suffered from depression and this is the only reason why i'm bringing this up from my experience um i've learned that there's different types of depression and i didn't know that before i read about depression so it it does help you to understand the deeper or the more willingness uh you give in to understanding what how it affects people especially your loved one the easier it is for you to uh to you to cope for them because when a person is going let me talk about me because I can't really tell about everybody experience when a person when I was going through depression depression my biggest thing is I needed people to understand that I wasn't okay um the next question is um well uh we've already answered the question if this was your first <laughs> book so we're just gonna skip to the next question will there be any other books in this genre for you you know it's, it's funny I, I i kind of compare it to like you know to like the, the month or so after somebody gives birth where they're just like no i'm done don't even mention get another kid to me <laughs> at, at, that's not the point that i'm at because it's physically and emotionally you know it's, it's a lot it especially when, when you self-publish and you're not just the writer you're you're everything really. I did, of course, have help, you know, from my editor and things like that. But when it comes to marketing and all that kind of stuff, it's all me now. And that's really my focus is I don't want to just rush to another book and forget about the importance of this one. I really want this to be able to reach as many people as possible. So far, it's been just about um, a month now. And I sold, you know, a little bit over, you know, 100 copies, which is a great oh, start. That's good. But, you know, I definitely know that there's a lot of people who I don't know. And I have no way of reaching, which is why I appreciate this opportunity to get to know, you know, you and everybody who follows you to be able to really get the message out there. Because like you said, I think a lot of people when they deal with, you know, depression or, you know, anything like that is they really, is they, you know, want people like to know that even on the outside, if they're acting like they're fine, but they're not necessarily. And that's one of my biggest tips that I always share in every, you know, podcast or conversation I have with friends. And in Australia, they actually have a, a day called are you okay day and it's oh, really wow. people to really just say to people in their life i hate the question how are you it's one of my biggest pet peeves because if you ask me right now how are you i'm be like i'm great but if you ask somebody like you know are you okay is everything okay the first time they might say to you yeah i'm fine but if you ask them that again they're probably gonna be like actually i'm not okay and they'll start telling you what's going on they, they actually haven't proven they've done experiments and you know research that asking somebody that question it's really hard for them to look actually if they're really in a bad space it's hard for them to lie to you because in the end they actually really want to feel okay and um you know what what's really you know great about the book is every chapter ends with a tip some kind of tip you know no matter where you're at the scale of like depression to your life being awesome that can help you really move your life you know as you were saying of being able to bring your business back or bring your life back or your energy back that sometimes it's not a huge thing it's just a quick shape shift in perspective 
like every night a friend and I will do a gratitude and I'll call her and I'll say, here's what I'm grateful for. And then she'll repeat it back to me, which I think is really cool. And then it was the same thing. I'll repair hers back to her. Somehow hearing what you're grateful for just has me go to bed on a good note. Even if I had a bad day that I just, that one tip has just really helped me when I was really struggling with depression. I wasn't doing that. I was looking at what wasn't working in my life instead of saying, you know what, today was really bad, but I have some amazing friends and that's what makes the difference for me. So, um, you know, I really, you know, enjoy being able to open up people's minds in that way. Of what little thing might shift their perspective. That's awesome. Um, the, one of the things I, uh, and you're right. Cause, um, I'm currently writing, I picked up, uh, well, I've already written, I'm in a draft space, uh, with my book about absent parents and how it, uh, affects eight, the eight areas of your life. But anyway, so it does take a lot of energy when it's self self-help because, um, you're, when you're writing something, you tend to feel a lot of those feelings and you put them in words and stuff. Um, but you know, I'm, I, I love books. So I'm hoping to, even if it's not another book that you take this book and create (laughs) other projects for this book, because I, I, I know, um, without a doubt that, uh, many lives can be saved, can be helped. Um, things can be built upon just this book. Okay, so the next question I have is, what do you want readers to get out of this book? I must get to that one too. Um, I think what I really want readers to get out of this book is that they're not their circumstances. You know, a while ago, I sat down and I said, what is my, my mission in, in life with this book? And it, it really is, I think a lot of people wake up and, and they start to see that they forget that they aren't, the person that lost the job. They're not the person that messed that, you know, had a failed marriage. And you start to think that's you. And I really want people to realize that the circumstances really are. I just love that quote of it's not what happens to you, it's how you respond. Because it really is. Like a lot of a lot of things happen to a lot of people. And I always ask the question, how is it that some people, you know, might have had all these awful things happen to them, being, you know, homeless and all these things, and they still find a way to have a great life. And then another person with better circumstances, you know, doesn't take advantage of that opportunity. So I I really try to give people the, um, I want people to kind of, you know, realize that and also realize that wherever I used to feel so many years, like I was stuck, like, this is just, I'm I'm stuck in this job, I'm stuck in this relationship. And for people to realize like you do have options, even one of those days, you really feel like your only option is to like, get up in the morning and take a shower, like there's still an option that because you're still choosing to not lie in bed. So there's always a choice there. That's amazing. Um, so what other books or authors inspire you? Sure. So obviously I'm a big person development junkie, you know, that's something I didn't even know existed for for years, like you were saying, and now it's all I want to do is read things about, you know, proving yourself and bettering yourself and things like that. And so Wayne Dwyer, who's, you know, with us, I love the things that he writes. It's just, it's not, it's not one of those things that's written from like, a, oh, I'm above you kind of point of view. It's like, I understand what you're going through and here are some things that have helped me along the way. Also um, for fiction, Alison Armstrong, you know, she writes a lot about, you know, men and women, but really understanding how to communicate with the opposite sex. Because I think a lot of times it's people don't want to not communicate, but they don't realize that, you know, if I come home from my day, all I want to do is talk now. A boyfriend might be like, look, I need five minutes of silence. So I really like mm. a lot of those things that are, you know, it's fiction, but it's based on, um, 
actual kind of concepts and just shifting your perspective. Really, anybody who writes about ideas and how you can shift your perspective, but those two always stick out at me. Awesome. Um, what advice would you give uh, others writing their book? This is one that I thought about long, so I was really happy when I went, when, when I thought this might be something you might ask. Um, I, I would say two things. One, you know, the reason it took me so long to write, you know, the book, you know, time is just an excuse. The main reason was because I felt like my life wasn't perfect enough for me to be able to, you know, like I'm not some, and I think that's the biggest shift before it was like, you know, Obama and big celebrities that wrote books. Now, regular people who are, are really are the ones that can, we can inspire each other. And what I really realized, you know, I took a Tony Robbins course last summer as well. And what I really, you know, learned from that was that I don't have to have this amazing, perfect job and perfect relationship and big mansion in order for me to have something that can help people. And for a long time, I was like, I'm not going to write this. Who am, I, who am I to make a difference? Once I accepted that I was the, like, that no one else was going to write this book but me, I actually started writing it. So I would definitely say people who are thinking that they might have something to say, like, don't wait for someone else to write the great, next great book because it's out there and, and it's, it's your whatever, whatever you choose to do with it. You could publish it. You write it for you. You could write it for your for your friends and just put it on a blog, whatever it is, you know, take the time to write it. And also as in any other goal what really made this, you know, dream happen for me was um, one, having an accountability partner. I'm a huge believer in that, whether it's going to the gym or learning to cook or whatever it is. My, one of my best friends would get up every morning with me at, you know, 8, 8, 15, and she would, you know, clean her house or whatever it was while I wrote my book. But it was having somebody on the other side of the screen that made me not go back to bed because I knew if I didn't get up, she would be the one sitting there by herself because she was counting on, you know, on me and having a structure like that, um, you know, in, in place and, and just that, um, that commitment to yourself. Like recently I've really wanted to take over the goal of, you know, working out more. And so I'm like, okay, you know what, every day, this is my commitment to myself. Even if you're going to write, people think you have to write like hours. If you write 10 minutes a day, your book will get written because you're committing to yourself those 10 minutes. So really have a structure in place and somebody to support you along with those goals. Cool. So our last question, you've given a, a, my audience a lot of information. Um, so our last question is, um, can you give the audience either a sample or a quick blurb about what they'll find inside your book and then tell them where they can find it? Sure. Um, I can, I guess I can, I can share a, um, tip there. I, I feel like I've given a little bit of, bit of a um, kind of a blurb overview um, that it's kind of funny because when, you know, when COVID happened, I'm like, this is exactly like why I wrote the book because my whole view is like, We've kind of gotten a little grasp on COVID, but what's going to happen when the next big thing happens and shakes up your life? You know, we don't know what if your next you know, big thing is, you know, a relationship not working out or, you know, we all know nothing's permanent. You know, you get fired from the job and what are you going to do in those circumstances to end up not having whatever that is stop you and really to be empowered around whatever, you know, it is. And so, um, you know, in the book, I have, as I mentioned, I have the tips. So I'll read a sentence or two for you. Um, so when we physically exercise, we often have moments in life 
in, in moments in which we need to catch our breath. Sometimes the workout is too much for us to handle and we need to pause. The same is true for our lives. When you feel like you have too much going on in your life or you're having a hard time processing or understanding something, it's a clear sign you need to pause. Take a few days or leave from work. Say no to some social plans. Take a social media break. Just pause, stop, breathe, and feel. Sometimes the simplest life can be the best life. The world will still be there if you've taken time to make yourself the top priority. Become comfortable calling the time out. That's really beautiful. Thank you so much. Where can they purchase your book? Sure. So it's right now it is on Amazon, both Kindle as well as paperback as well. <laughs> Thank you. I was going to ask you to show your book <laughs> to the punch. All right, you all. So that's that. Thank you so much, Susan, for being on our show. Y'all make sure that y'all go and purchase this book. Um, Perhaps, especially right now, this is a great time to, to, uh, anytime is a great time, but this is a great time to go out and purchase a book for your friend because you never know because depression is, in my opinion, is a silent killer because many people aren't able to really voice the way they feel and the way they thought or they they're scared to express it so anything you can do can help them and make sure you reach out to your loved one give them a hug and tell them that you love them even if they're not telling you how what's going on tell them you that you're there for them all right this is Another episode of Behind the Author's Pen with special guest, um, Suzanne Renee, author of Conquering the Undertow, Learn Learning to Breathe Again, um, uh, coming to you on Victory Chat with Jackie McKeever. Remember, your victory starts here. Don't forget to subscribe, y'all.